Yep. Titles, go. Hugh. <laughs> Weed vomit. Seems kind of gay. Oh, Jack? oh my God, Mark Burns. <laughs> Dirty shrimp. Helicopters can't walk. Talk about sports ball. Little rumors. Jackovision. Hashtag cancel geek pod. Tom Brady is the Antichrist. Little giggles. It's fucking weird. <clears throat> the Gray Beard Club. Man, who'd have thought this would all fall apart without Kevin to ask us, which which order are we going with? <laughs> it's the same order every week. But he's right. It needs to happen. Yes, yeah, because we really fucked this up because I probably should have went first the whole time. Anyway, let's do this. Warning. What you're about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul, and with me is you. Hello. Corpse. <laughs> and Jack. Well, that was special. <laughs> uh, we got no no Kev tonight. He's resting up. He's not feeling so hot. Um, Poor Kev. Yeah. So, guys, what's got you geeked? It's been a couple weeks. It has, and I have a lot to go over, so I'm going to try to do it really quick. Um, first of all, uh, we had our vacation to Lake George, which I, I don't know if I mentioned before because I don't like letting people know when I'm not going to be home so they can rob my house. Uh, but we went to Lake George for uh, four days, uh, and it was nice. Uh, stayed in that okay hotel, better than the last one, the one last year, but not really great. I uh, had a great seat for the fireworks. They did fireworks Thursday night right over the lake. And we actually got a seat right on the grass, right in front of the water. Like Avery was sitting on the concrete over the water, dangling nice. her legs over. We just said, I've never seen fireworks over water in person. It was beautiful. Uh, but overall, we just, we had a great trip. It was fun. We did a lot of fun stuff, but the most interesting thing was we booked a ghost tour Ooh. at fort william henry on friday night and uh or saturday night i don't know which one it was so we went there and it, it, was, it was neat they they just they had somebody take us around you know and talk about all the ghost stories that happened there and the things that people have experienced and turn the lights off and stuff uh, i mean i i didn't see any ghosts or anything like that we did see a raccoon though you know this one guy's talking about this crypt and all of a sudden this raccoon starts coming down these stairs but nobody knew what it was at first everybody <laughs> shifted like... their attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was just this big fucking raccoon that came all the way down and ran into a building uh but uh they they mentioned to us that you know uh portals from hell uh was there that's with uh jack osborne and katrina weidman uh it's the follow-up to uh paranormal lockdown i i guess 
you know, yeah. they, I think Discovery didn't like Nick Groff and they fired him and they paired Katrina Weidman up with Ozzy Osbourne's son. And it's a great show. Um, anyway, I think I kind of knew that Portals to Hell had been there, but I hadn't seen the episode. Uh, so while we're there, it, the tour ends in what they call their main museum, which is a long hallway. And they've got a lot of artifacts and things like that. And there's a stairway that goes up into the, the darkness. And they didn't really talk about that. They didn't say anything about it. It wasn't part of the tour. I had brought my night vision binoculars uh, and Avery wanted to have them because she wanted to look around in the dark. She's standing at the bottom of the staircase while we're looking at stuff. And she's just like this. And I shit you not, called four, five times, six times. Avery, what are you doing? Get over here. She comes over and then we start looking at something and turn around. She's back there at that staircase. And it was just like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I just, I have a feeling. Um, I think there's something up there. It was, it was kind of creepy. You know, the 10 year old just keeps going back. We get home, we go on discovery plus we load up that episode. Wouldn't you know it at some point near, near the end of that episode, Katrina Weidman flips out in front of that staircase and feels like there's something up there. Wow. And they end up going up and checking it out. Now the pictures Avery took, this is where it gets really interesting. Now, we tried to see from the angles they saw on the show, but it just wasn't good enough to really tell. But in her pictures, it almost looks like there's a face underneath this board. It, it's not clear enough for me to say it's evidence because it easily could just be something on the wall. The only interesting thing is she was standing in one place and she's at a certain height. So even if she moves around, um, there's only going to be so much movement on the object you know, because she's not going to get any higher. And in the multiple pictures, we actually see it moved. Wow. So it's it's definitely not not a lot, but it definitely wasn't just a, a reflection on the lenses. It was something up there. And then at some point, it looked like it had dropped down a few inches. Hmm. You know, I don't I, I don't know how she would have gotten taller to take the picture to make that happen. So that was really cool afterwards. Um, the other interesting thing that happened to me this week, and you guys are going to laugh my ass off because this is a fucking hilarious story. So for a long time, you know, I struggle sometimes with joint pain. My back will go out. I had that thing with my knee earlier this year where I, I could barely get out of bed. My wife also has migraines and she gets really, really bad monthly cramps, like debilitating. And for a long time, I've been saying, you know what? We should really try one of those weed vaporizers, like the liquid stuff just to see if it would work. My history with that is every time I've smoked pot in my life, except for once, I projectile vomit. It's bad um, to the point where I, you thought I was allergic to it. The advent of these you know, new oil things, I'm like, you know, I wonder if that would have a different effect if I wouldn't have that puking effect. Uh, she had an awful migraine this week and she finally relented. And I, I told her, I'm like, she, she's like, no, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. I'm like, you wait, the next time you have a bad headache, I'm going to ask you and you're going to say, I'll consider it. And she did because it was that bad. Now, mind you, she has never done any drug in her life or anything like that. So, I mean, this was, you know, she really didn't want to go down that road. Uh, so we stopped at one of those little corner stores and I got a little thing, you know, it's just a little unit. Um, and we tried it out. Now here's where the story gets interesting. Um, I'm used to vaping. When I vape, I have it set so that I can feel a throat hit. I can tell that it's going down my throat. When I go to try this thing, I'm like, is this on? Cause it didn't have a button. This was all, all activated by, you know, you sucking in. So I'm like not feeling anything probably a good 15 seconds. And I'm like, did anything come out and smoke starts coming out of my mouth? And I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> it was, I couldn't feel it. I, I took a huge rip off this thing. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> I ended up as it came out, I got that feeling that usually makes me throw up, ran to the bathroom, started coughing, didn't throw up though. So that's, that's, that's new. Um, it, it, here's where it gets weird. So I'm sitting on the couch. I, I'm starting to feel real fucking weird. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. That was too much. We hear Avery upstairs. She's like, daddy, daddy, come upstairs. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm trying to like be normal and not be weird or anything. About it. So I run up there. She says, grab a paper towel and take care of a spider for her. I'm walking away from her and I start to go down the stairs when she says to me, daddy, you need to stop getting hair, your hairs on the walls. It looks like the walls are covered in dirty shrimp. And I stop and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm hallucinating. There's no fucking way she just said that. I mean, I had, I, I, I'm like, oh crap, what did I do? What's going to happen next? And I didn't even respond to her. I'm like, okay and I walk downstairs and I go and I sit on the couch and I just I'm quiet the rest of the night I'm like oh fuck I'm looking around I'm like am I tripping am I going to start seeing shit we go to bed I told my wife and uh she, she thought you know she's like wow that that is really weird and I'm like but you know now that I think about it that's absolutely something that might come out of her mouth too the next morning I try to ask her being all cool like did you say something about you know, hairs on the wall. Like she's like, what are you talking about? Two hours later, I'm like, okay, I need to just ask her straight out. You know, I'm like, Avery, did you say something about, cause I thought she said me rubbing my arms on the wall and hair. She goes, no, I said, you need to stop getting your hair on the walls because it looks like the walls are covered in dirty shrimp. I'm like, son of a bitch. She actually <laughs> fucking said that. <laughs> oh, needless to say, um, I don't think that that's going to be something that works for me, but I am glad we tested it out. If I was in severe pain, like with my knee, knee earlier in the year, I could take a tiny puff and go lay down and it might help. But I, yeah, I, I did not like the feeling at all. Yeah, no, no fun. Hmm. <clears throat> that is fucking hilarious though. <laughs> dirty shrimp. <laughs> dirty shrimp. The wall is covered in dirty shrimp. I was so sure I was hallucinating. <laughs> i mean i know that shit's not supposed to happen really on weed but i i have issues with it so i i, I didn't know if maybe it was so anything's possible yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right who wants to go next i'll go okay <laughs> all right so um not as good as dirty shrimp so i'll be the silver medal in this story um so um what really has me geek this week is um less than a month away from cobra kai season five so um i'm really big into the show so rocky movies star wars movies karate kid whatever they want to do other than the jalen smith uh, jackie chan karate kid has always been one of my favorite film uh, trilogies Yes, it got shit on a little bit with um, the third one, but Cobra Kai really brought it back. I thought it was really cool. And um, I was just reading online, just normal articles, like, because we haven't recorded in two weeks. I'm like, I need to find something good. Um, so I was like, oh my God, they released pictures of Cobra Kai season five, which they should not have released, but I am glad they did. I was at work and literally I'm like, oh my fucking God. My my boss comes running and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, Oh, nothing. Um, but in, <laughs> but like Sean Kanan, Mike Barnes is back in season five, which is badass. Yes, he is. Um, I just cannot wait to see what they do with his character. Um, I haven't filmed a record with you guys in a long time, but do you guys watch Cobra Kai at all a little bit? Yeah. No. Yeah. What's uh, what's on Mike Barnes? Oh yeah. 
Corbs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, this afternoon when I got home from work. I saw oh, yeah. he's coming back. I was there. There was talk that he was going to come back for season five, but they weren't sure because they obviously brought back uh, Johnny Lawrence, Danny, Danny Lorente, yeah, Larusso. Um, they brought back the, the guy from Predator Two. Yeah, he he Silver. Yeah, so they're, they're bringing they're bringing all these guys back, which is pretty which is pretty cool. So did they bring back Mr. Miyagi? He died back in like 2012, 11, and all that. But we stuff. have computers now. We don't actually. No, you don't want. Well, they, 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 they actually, actually they do bring them. They they show archive footage of him. Archive footage, yes. But like they have his wisdom and all that stuff. But like it's just like little witty things. Like um, Daniel Larusso says in like the trailer for season five, he's like, "We need to cut off the head of the snake because Thomas Ian Griffin is in charge of Cobra Kai now." Because Kreese, um, the main guy, was uh, put in jail because of Thomas E. Griffin. He just, all that stuff. But, like, the actor that plays Chosen got one of those katanas out that um, um, Raphael uses the Ninja Turtles. He's like, he's like, not really, not really going to cut off the head. But, like, it's just, like, little witty things that are funny. Because, like, the Chosen and Daniel LaRusso are working together again. Because they were villains in Karate Kid too, which is kind of cool. I know you guys haven't seen it. So, like, I, I know have no idea what you're talking i know you guys don't but uh I, gets it but like this is like these are fanboys what time out what <laughs> back up Raphael doesn't use a katana he uses the size oh yeah that's right okay. leonardo uses the katana oh yeah that's right that's right i should have got what that the fuck right. is wrong with you you're fired <laughs> all right whatever it takes that long it takes that much to get you fired i guess so <laughs> um but no that it's gonna be really cool to see this because i'm um, listening to podcast interviews with sean kane and he's like oh yeah maybe i'll come back eventually like yeah they do the nonchalant thing they're like oh if they want me back but yeah he literally went on social media and he's like i can't wait to be back i can't wait to see you guys but these guys that um created like the cobra kai they're the creators of the american pies Aaron Kumar movies, they really, um, there's rumors, they're only little rumors right now, but they could do like a Star Wars uh, trilogy because they really bring back like a lot of this nostalgic factor to all these movies, which are really cool. They're just fanboys. They really make these um, shows really good. Yes, it started as a YouTube Red show, but now it's on Netflix and it's really doing wonders. And I was raised on the Karate Kids with my dad. We watch it. Um, we watch it. And now we watch Cobra Kai together. And yeah, you can binge them all 10 episodes if you want to one day, but I like to do like two or three a day and then watch them with my dad. It's a little <laughs> father-son thing. It's kind of cool, but what's got me geeked is the season five of Cobra Kai, for sure. Outstanding. Corbs. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of weeks, but try yeah. to remember how we do this. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forget these things. Old man Corbs. <laughs> many block punts with my, without my helmet on. <laughs> so, uh, what's got me geeked is, um, so, last Monday, uh, we had a golf tournament. It was in a golf tournament. It's a tournament that we played in last year. It's for Clear Path for Veterans. Um, and my, two of my guys, like, two of the guys I golf with both served. Both, one was in the Marines, one was in the Army. So that's the reason why we play is because it's basically for we play because they're they serve this country. We like to give back in that in that instance. Um, last year we won the whole thing. Nice. Um, this year we finished second. So so that was pretty cool. It's it's a great tournament. They put out a great they put a great spread on a lot of great um, 
how great the games they play there, closest within, longest drive. This year they had a guy there that was part of the long drive championship. So he used to be on a golf channel. These guys had the ball like 410 yards. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, basically. So in this, the guy that they had there this year was from Jamesville, DeWitt. He graduated from JD. So and you donated a certain amount of money, whatever you wanted to donate. And he, he'd hit your drive for it. Nice. It's a par, it's a par five. And so we, we obviously chipped in. We chipped in 100 bucks, 25 bucks a man for, for And it all goes to ClearPath. Everything that you do, any contest you play, goes towards goes to ClearPath for veterans. And whatever they do, whatever the spreads they put on, barbecues for the veterans, stuff like that. So it's always it's a great cause. We have a great time while we're there. Um, but we, we paid this guy to get his, hit a drive for us. It, it, the hole is, I don't know, like 500 and some odd yards. It's like 535 yards. He hit it 430 yards. Holy nice. Shit. Yeah. I mean, he actually, so now, Paul, you know, you know, Justin, three iron. Yes. Okay. So he's really good at golf. He's a very big hitter off the tee. So this guy hit for us. And Justin's like, well, I want to hit one just to, just to, just to see. So Justin hit one and this guy was like, oh my God, that's a, that's a fantastic drive. Now figure he hit it 430 yards. My buddy Justin hit his 305. Wow. 130 yards past our best drive. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. So that, that was, that was pretty wild to, to see that. So nice guy, you know, talk to him for a few minutes while he, cause he had to wait for the group in front of you to clear the green. Cause it's a dog leg. So it goes, that's why, that's how we get it so far. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll hit it. It's a dog leg. So he, the dog legs to the left. So we can hit it over the trees and all that stuff. But and we were all like, holy shit. Watching the swing. So, and then we're in a golf tournament on Friday. Up in nice. Valley, so same four guys are playing in it. So, um, so it'd be pretty fun. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know they're for charity. You said you won it last year and you came in second this year, but um, what'd you win? <laughs> Did you get a trophy or? Uh, last year we won uh, a growler. Okay. Uh, a steel growler, probably 40 ounces. Nice. Steel, steel straw, it's all steel. Matter of fact, I still have it in my hutch behind me. I haven't even taken it out and used it. This year, we finished second. We won $50 to Dick's. Nice. There you go. $50 gift card to Dick's. So, don't know what the winning team won, but I think the winning team probably won 100 bucks to to Dick's. It's a, it, and it's, it's only about 25 per man to play for a four-man team. It's captain crew. So, but it's a, it's a wild time. We go and have a, you know, we go and have a good time. And we played in two tournaments this year. We won the first one and finished second in this one. So, very cool. Yeah, it's a good time. So, awesome. Okay. I guess it's yeah, my turn. Well, well, first of all, I'm really geeked for the fact that we will be appearing probably the day this drops. We'll be, be there already at Wellsboro Comic Con. Come join us at the first annual Wells Barrel Comic Con, August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, 
Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Kotz. Check out vendors, the cosplay costume contest, workshops, speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroughcomiccon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at popscultureshop.com. In Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. Going to be a really cool time. Um, it's not a normal Comic Con. The whole town's involved. Like, there's outdoor parts to this. Like, you can walk through the city streets and it's part of the con. There's going to be Q&As with the guests, most notably Roy Thomas, Marvel fame. Um, there's screening Logan Saturday night. Um, because Roy Thomas is the co-creator of Wolverine. So he's doing a Q&A before the movie. Um, all sorts of cool stuff going on. I guess this this is a quaint little town, from what I understand. And for everything they do, like the entire community gets involved. They do a big like Christmas Carol-esque thing every Christmas time. And it's a huge thing. So not only is this a Comic-Con, but it's like a town festival. Um and talking to Julian, we tried to get him to come on with us tonight. Julian Stam, the guy that's running the show down there, also the owner of Pops Culture Shop, which is, as I understand it, the best comic shop in the area down there. Um, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I plan on checking the shop out while we're down there. For sure. Um, Going to be a good time. He's really excited. He said there's a huge response for the show um, to the point that he put in a second order for all of the swag bags and the program wow. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of wish we actually had tickets because those swag bags look like they're going to be pretty awesome. There's a Wellsboro Comic Con t-shirt in there. You get an enamel pin with the logo, um, a copy of X-Men Legends number one that came out Wednesday, today as we're recording it, with a brand new story written by Roy Thomas in it. So a coupon for a free autograph for him. So they're basically setting you up for something to get autographed already. And um, lots of other cool stuff in the swag bag. Um, we're, we're going to be in the same room as Roy, as well as all of the other gaming guys. There are game testers from Pathfinder, um, some other stuff going on. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff to do there. Really cool vendors. There there's a Viking merchandise vendor that I think we're going to need to check out here. Mm -hmm. It looks like there's going to be some really cool stuff. We're going to have a blast down there. Yeah. Uh, and right before we recorded, I just got through telling the guys, that the hotel we're booked in could possibly be haunted. So we might even get some after hours stuff going for that. Uh, we might get some abnormal response team action going as well. You know, what so. would be cool is if you can confirm that. And I know it's, it's short notice, but if we could like talk to the hotel, like if we could do something in a hallway or right, whatever, whatever's available. You know that no matter what now we're going to get talk Jack into taking one of the bed sheets over his head and walking through the halls. And we're recording that. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't actually know that. I didn't know you'd go there immediately. I will immediately go there. If you do that, you can just do a GoPro attached to me. It'll be like Blair witch style. <laughs> I'm like, what the Wait, fuck is going on here? <laughs> that's something else we discussed. Jacko vision. That's right. 
Yep, you did. <laughs> Corbs, I'm going to call you in the middle of the night. <laughs> Corbs, turn your phone off this weekend. <laughs> Don't I don't give a fuck. I'll leave him. I'll leave him voicemails till that's full. Like voicemail box is full. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't call me. I will drive to Wellsboro and I will punch you in the face. That's how we get him down there for day two appearance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like while you're here, <laughs> comes at the table. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jack. I have a black guy from Corbs. <laughs> I'm Jack. Welcome to Geek Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Corbs is just looking at me the whole time. He's like, "Fuck you! I should be golfing." <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the uh, the other thing that's really got me excited is I had the uh, the the privilege of seeing Rage Against the Machine live a few weeks back now, and wow, that was that was an experience. They they put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. Wow. Um, they're not, obviously they're not making new music. So it was literally, you could check off all the hits and the lead singer, Zach De La Rocha, uh, apparently messed his foot up. He, he's actually, he's not able to walk right now. So he spends the entire show sitting on an equipment case basically. And you know what you, you would think it would ruin that show. It makes it more powerful. Like the way he's delivering it and like the way in between songs, like, cause all their songs have a big political message to it. And like in between songs, like they will do a single spotlight over him and he'll finish delivering the lyrics and then he'll just put his head down. And it was, it was really powerful, really moving. It was so cool. I would have to say it ties for the best concert I've ever seen with Pearl Jam. Wow. Phenomenal. Now, did you- did you see some people on social media are complaining that, oh, Rage Against the Machine came back and they're all woke now. Go woke, go broke. Have you seen that shit? Uh, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you oh. kidding? That, they were they were political and woke before it was a thing. Like, <laughs> and and they, they utilize the giant video screen behind them. Show opens up. They start into the first song and completely black screen with just red text fear is your only god i was just like oh my god and they're playing stuff throughout there i believe one of the message was fuck the supreme court (laughs) um it was it was phenomenal could not get any better uh what made it even more fun for me was drew went with me um friends of the show know andrew he refused to come on we've discussed him I, i believe hugh browbeat him quite a bit kept calling him carlton um and he was a really good sport about it he said to me he goes i'm gonna know like three songs and he was right um we also played a really fun game spot the other black guys because um andrew's a a black man and he grabs me as we're going up to our seats he's like i just need one man i'm like you want to grab a beer there he's like no i just need to see one more black man in this arena (laughs) and he found plenty i was gonna say i would think he would found a lot yeah, right. Fucking cat. Fucking cat. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. Now you got me thinking, though, Paul. What happened to his foot? <laughs> um, it was night two of the concert, and he did something to it on stage, Shit. like to the point now that I watched as they were taking them off stage at the end of the show, and he has roadies come out, pick him up, and carry him off stage. Like he couldn't walk. 
So also wow. funny to watch them carry probably a 50 year old man off stage like that. But um, that's just because he's woke. Yeah, so woke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the whole political thing. He had the luxury of having white men carry him off stage. <laughs> but that that those are the two things that got me really excited. Then being back with you guys, um, I haven't gotten the okay to discuss what's been going on, but there's a, a lot going on in, uh, in the show and household right now. Um, a lot of travel. We're a lot of back and forth. And let's just say I'm lucky that I'm still able to do our account appearances right now. Um, but hopefully all good things and hopefully something I can talk about in the near well, future. When since you can't talk about it, you know, if you hadn't knocked up all those hookers up and down the Eastern seaboard, you wouldn't be in this mess. That's, I mean, that was common knowledge. They, they know, <laughs> they knew what we were all in for. So, <laughs> but anyway, that's, uh, that does it for me guys. And I, I have the wrong screen over here to see where we're supposed to go with this next. I think it's time to ask, guys, what are you playing? Not much. I tried loading up a, a demo of a new game called Mortuary Assistant, but my computer won't run it. That's rude. Really just waiting for to get my notification that I can order my Steam Deck. Oh, you're still waiting to order it? Yeah, I, I have a reservation. I'm in line. Nice. Yeah. Uh, started, started playing Sniper uh, Elite 4 again. Hmm. nice because uh, i did see that sniper league five just came out like uh last month or something like that so i'm waiting for it to go on sale to pick that up so very cool um no. went to the renaissance fair i i did that hammer thing where you just try to get the bell thing i didn't get it but that's what i played this past weekend i did it six times and i was not even close <laughs> i threw a tomato at the carney though so that was kind of fun but i got that so those are the games i played <laughs> Now, I know it's going to come as a shock to you guys, but I'm actually playing a game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy now. <laughs> I, uh, I downloaded a game called No Man's Sky. Okay. Okay. Um, if, yeah, that's really cool. It's really fun. Um, if, if you don't know, it's a space exploration game, basically. You, you're get your own starship you can go planet to planet throughout different galaxies create your own bases there's there's a loose storyline to it that you can follow but it's more about the exploration and and doing shit throughout the galaxy building i've got a base on one planet and each planet's trying to kill you is what it is they all have some kind of harsh atmospheric thing that i found so far one might be a a polar planet and it's trying to freeze you to death or there's radioactive planets and and each one you're trying to harvest resources to, you know, build your stuff and keep your ship running and all that. That's really cool. And on the PlayStation 5, it is absolutely gorgeous. My experience with that game is they drop you on a planet and shit tries to kill you while you try to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. And then you stop playing. But I didn't stop playing. And if you played closer to launch, you might want to check it out again because they've done so much with it with all yeah. these updates. Yeah. I, yeah, I played it. I played it after the first major update. It might be even better now. But it's amazing now from what I understand. I, I wanted this to be my favorite game of all time, and I thought it would be based on the description, and I was just like, I mean, I, I it was good for what it technically was, but I couldn't, I was on a planet, I found an abandoned space station, or a little abandoned station, I wandered around it, and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? 
Oh yeah. See, they've changed it now because at the start of it, it's a, it's an actual tutorial. Like they, they take you through what you're supposed to be doing and what you need to find oh. and the stuff you need to find to fix your ship. Yeah. It's because if it was like that, where it drops you into it and it's just like, good luck fella. I, I would have stopped too, yeah. but it's, and you know, for me to actually stick with the game for a little while, yeah. that's something. And like, I, when this episode was originally supposed to go, like I had, I'd already downloaded the game and I was waiting to get started. And now I'm pretty deep into it. Like I, I play daily. Wow. I put in like an hour or two a day because it's that much fun. So, so that's it for me. Um, All right. but if, uh, if that's the extent of, uh, guys, what we're playing, we'll throw it to Kevin. Oh, no, we won't. No, not throwing it. to go there. Didn't All right. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll throw it to break and we'll be right back. Stick with us guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming to Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities including horror tracks live movie riff, gaming with geeks, haircuts from the demon barber himself, Sweeney Todd, vendors, paranormal investigation groups, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting guests include special FX artist Craig Lindbergh, Scream Queens Genevieve Rossi and Lena Sena, and headline guests include CJ Graham, Richard Masser, David Howard Thornton, Grim from Grimm's Horror Show, Brandon Tennell from Brandon Tennell's Cult Movie Reviews, Peter Gashik, the Sin Masochist, and Cecil Trechenberg of Good Bad Flicks. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.scifihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any last issues with COVID-19. Come join us at the first annual Wells Barrel Comic Con, August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Cotts. Check out Vendors, the Cosplay Costume Contest, Workshops, Speed 
speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroughcomiccon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at popscultureshop.com. Now, before you turn to your wife after she lets a thunderous fart and ask her why the fuck she smells like the entire trailer park the day after the Super Bowl, here's the news. First up, Gone Batgirl. What do you do with a finished film that costs $90 million? You shelve it, of course, for a tax credit. In the words of John Oliver, hi there, new business daddy. Seems like you're doing a really great job. I do get the vague sense you're burning down my network for the insurance money, but I'm sure that will all pass. This refers, of course, to the discovery at Warner Brothers merger, which took, which took some strange turns last week. Oliver, who hosts HBO's Last Week Tonight, is now owned by Discovery after the merger. Last week, they took aim at several DC projects, canceling Batgirl, Gotham Knights, and it is rumored that Supergirl is also canceled. Nothing like canceling the two movies you have in the works with female leads who are also people of color. But let's keep pushing the flash with a psychotic cult-leading, child-grooming, burgling, bar-fighting, and woman-beating lizard in a human suit, Ezra Miller. That's a great look. This means we may lose all the scenes set to feature Michael Keaton from those movies as well. WB says they are creating a 10-year plan that focuses on Superman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, and Batman modeled after the MCU. While I agree they need a new strategy, shelving these projects for a tax break is very sad. This isn't a release it later kind of thing. The deal with Batgirl means they can never release this movie once they get a tax break for it. Never. So unless it leaks, all that hard work by everyone involved will never see the light of day. Unless it leaks. Hint, hint. If some janitor happens to see it on a shelf next to Roger Corman's Fantastic Four and wants to make the internet happy, I'm talking to you, Mop for Life 76. Be the hero we need. Next up, that's not how any of this works. The YouTube-empowered Angry Virgin Brigade is up in arms over Hulu's new release of Prey, a prequel to the Predator franchise. The biggest gripe being that the main character is a Mary Sue. This is a term for a character who is too perfect and skilled to have earned their narrative. They've basically torn down Amber Midthunder's Naru, saying if the heavily armed commando unit from the original Predator cannot take down a Predator, God, I'm stumbling over Predator. It's not believable that a Native American from the 1700s could do it with no modern weaponry at all. Let me fix that for them. What they really mean is a girl couldn't do it. First off, this is nonsense. She is clearly shown in the movie failing, studying, and learning. Naru is literally the opposite of a Mary Sue in every way and earns every bit of her victory against the galactic game hunter. This argument doesn't even hold air, let alone water. And when was the last time someone complained a male character didn't earn their narrative? Or did they earn it by having a penis? Because that seems to be the case. Secondly, what on earth is wrong with a woman kicking ass? As a straight male, I love seeing women kick ass. Most of the time, I don't even care if the story is well written. I'm looking at you, Tomb Raider movies. I get that you're angry, that you can't get laid, but so much that you want to sway public opinion to the point where we only have shirtless male bodybuilders as heroes in movies, because that seems to be your intention. 
It also seems kind of gay, which is perfectly fine, but I think you need to have a long self-reflection as to what you're really angry about. Prey is the highest premiere of all time for Hulu, and the rest of the critics and the public love it. It's not us, it's you. And finally, the wonder what else happened years. New details on Fred Savage's inappropriate behavior during the Wonder Years reboot have surfaced, painting a pretty grim picture. Multiple sources have come forward about controlling behavior involving the show's young actors, verbal harassment, and an assault on a crew member that happened in a bar bathroom, apparently forcing her hand on his groin and trying to kiss her while she begged him not to ruin their friendship. Yep, Jack's childhood is ruined. I'm sorry, man. And that's the news, kids. Now, I've got to get back to convention planning. It looks like it's going to be a rough weekend. Paul is already planning a hangover breakfast for Sunday, so expect everyone but me to sound like Aaron Moriarty looks after plastic surgery that day. Paul? I don't know what that means. But in other news, hummingbirds can't walk. Back to you, Corbs. Hummingbirds can't walk? Really? Yep. And you know how hard it's been to try and find an image of a hummingbird in a wheelchair? Oh. (laughs) That's not funny. Yes, it is. You laughed. It's not You encouraged it. We don't pick on the disabled. You don't. (laughs) I can't picture a hummingbird in a wheelchair right now. That's just rough. Have you not been a part of this? We pick on everyone. (laughs) All right, Corpse. Take it away, coach. Well, I don't know how you follow up hummingbirds, so let me get to my. Uh... And now I'm just thinking if Are you, you bird watching this week, Corbs? Is what the topic is? If you got one in a wheelchair and they started doing their wings really fast, they'd zoom like a toy car. <laughs> they could launch themselves off a ramp and just drop the wheelchair and fly into the sky it would be beautiful it would probably fall to the ground it needs that wheelchair for what happens when they want to land i mean they can't walk so they're gonna well i mean helicopters can't walk and they manage to land and take off all the time (laughs) (laughs) helicopters can't walk Yeah, I knew you were going to write that down. <laughs> Corbs, talk about sports ball. Jesus. <laughs> Save us. All right, well, <clears throat> there's no safeness. So, I was on ESPN this week, checking in scores or whatever, and there was an article about the greatest players, football players of all time at each position. So I decided to kind of go over that real quick. And I wanted to get, well, Paul, because you know football, Jack, you're a football fan. He was not a sports fan. He may know some of the guys, but so I'm going to break it up into two sections, offense and defense. I'll do offense this week. I'll do defense next week. It's a pretty long list because they cover every fucking position, including the special teams coach. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like the Special Olympics? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start offense. Obviously, we're gonna start with quarterback. So I don't care what anybody says. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree. Joe Mantegna. 
Wait, he's an actor. Never mind. You idiot. <laughs> uh, the greatest quarterback going to go down all time is going to end up being Tom Brady. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody can can disagree with that. Now, there's other quarterbacks that I think deserve some question and some praise. Um, and I'm talking quarterbacks from now to when football first started. I mean, Tom Brady obviously is the top of the list, but you got guys like Peyton Manning, Warren Moon, Steve Young, Bart Starr, Dan Marino, Joe Montana. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks, Norman Brocklin, Fran Tarkenton. I mean, when I was reading through this article, they didn't mention any of these guys. Like, it was Peyton Manning, it was, it was Tom Brady, it was Peyton Manning, and then I think Steve Young got a vote. And that was it. And I'm thinking to myself, who is, who is even voting on this? Because you're forgetting players from, oh, from – many moons ago that were a lot better than some of these guys too. So it, just, it got me interested. I mean, that's the reason why I kind of got me interested. I was looking at it going, but there's this guy and then there's this guy for each position. You can go through and say, there's multiple guys that probably deserve to be mentioned. that weren't even mentioned. So the second one that they came across was obviously going to be running backs. I think anybody can agree, disagree with this one. The best running back of all time is Jim Brown. Okay. But I want a different oh. running back. <laughs> okay. Paul's got his finger up. Wrong finger, Paul. <clears throat> How are you going to forget number 33 from Polk High? Sweet. Al Bundy. No. But no. Um, oh, that wasn't I real. still want another running back. <laughs> okay. But but you have to, Jack, you, you have to admit. I know. I, I like that, by the way. But that was good. You have to admit, Jim Brown, hands down, best running back of all times. But yes, you've got other running backs. You got Barry Sanders, Franco Harris, Marcus Allen, mm-hmm. Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton. I mean, these guys in that list right there, not one of them was mentioned in that article. Jim Brown, I, I, I don't disagree with him being the best running back of all time. I mean, he. His he only played I think nine years and he held the record for the most rushing yards until Emmett, until Emmett Smith broke it. Correct. That was broken a couple of times, but still. And he was only doing it on a like a fourteen or twelve game schedule. They play eighteen games, seventeen game schedules now. So yep. guys have more chances to break these records. So you have to put that into consideration. So, um, wide receiver I, again. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with this one. Is uh, Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hands down, best receiver going. But again, think of the list of receivers that is, is out there. Back in the, the 60s and 70s, you got Raymond Berry. Okay. Marvin Harrison. Ooh, Michael yeah. Irvin. Fred Blitnikoff, who's the, the high school, the college receiver, top receiver is named after. Okay. He was a good receiver in college. He was a fantastic receiver in the pros. Art Monk. Um, and then Steve Largent from Seattle. These are all guys that I think could be up there. I mean, not going to say Jerry Rice wasn't the greatest because he was hands down the best receiver. So I, don't, I didn't disagree with that one. A lot of them I didn't disagree with. This one I kind of did. The next one is tight ends. And they have Gronk as the best tight end ever. I think I you put him on any other team without Brady and he's not yes. as great as he was. Exactly. I agree with that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it occurs to me it'd be hilarious 
if you rattled off all these names and then somebody who doesn't know sports said what they think they did <laughs> in history, I, I'm not going to actually do that. But every name you come up, I'm thinking in my head of what they did and why they're important. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for tight ends, I, I came up with my list of Jaden Novacek, Heath Miller, Travis Kelsey, who's still playing. Okay. Jason Witten, mm-hmm. Owen Gonzalez, Ozzie Newsom. I don't know if Paul might remember this guy, Todd Christensen. I know that name. Raiders too. tight end from mm-hmm. the, the early 80s. Yes. He, between him and Ozzie Newsom, they they changed what the tight end was. Before the tight before these guys, the tight end was a blocker. He yep. didn't catch the ball. Todd Christensen and Ozzie Newsom changed that position and became a target for these guys to throw to. So they changed what a tight end was for these other guys to be a tight end. So and for none of these none of these guys, I mean, some of them get mentioned in there. I think uh I think Tony Gonzalez got mentioned there, but no Ozzy Newsome, which I thought was a travesty. He was fantastic. There's a, and there's a, and there's a, I was going through the top 25 of each position. There's guys there that I left off that could be in this uh, in this list. No no problem whatsoever. Um, so now I'm, I'm going to go to you know the offensive line, which is a little bit more difficult to do only because it's their the position is a little more technical. So. Offensive tackles, uh, Anthony Munoz was the best offensive tackle um, for Cincinnati for the longest time. Other names that could be mentioned, Art Schnell, uh, Gary Zimmerman, Tony Baselli, uh, Jack Slater, and Orlando Pace. Okay, these guys all were fantastic offensive tackles. I mean, that's, you, you can't really say any one of those guys wasn't, shouldn't be in that list. Anthony Munoz was, was the best one, but um, guards, there was, wasn't too many guards that I could come up with. I mean, Larry Allen, the Cowboys teams in the, the 80s and 90s, hands down the best offensive guard. One other one I could come up with was Gene Upshaw. Um, so he was, you know, he was the offensive guard before the offensive guard came around. And I could only come up with one center that I thought, and that's that's going to be Mike Webster, Steelers center from the 70s. I mean, mm-hmm. hands incurred. down the best, best center. Um, I mean, his claim to fame is the fact that he helped revolutionize the concussion protocol in the NFL. If you've seen the movie Concussion, you'll understand what I mean. Um, it's very sad about what happened to him. And it, it happened to all these guys, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, all these guys from the early football careers and stuff like that are all going through the same thing. But it got me, you know, I looked at it and I was like, the more I looked at through the list, I was like, okay, the defensive one, I kind of, there was a couple of them that I kind of was questioning. Um, so I figured I'd break it up because the defensive one's a little longer. Um, but I mean, I just I looked at it and I was like, okay, I got I got to bring this up because I mean, you're not you're mentioning not mentioning some of these guys that need to be mentioned. I mean, for quarterback, for you not to mention Dan Marino as a quarterback in there. Yeah. I mean, that that man set all the records on teams that were never any good. I mean, he only made the Super Bowl once, and that was his first year. Mm-hmm. He's, they, they say he's the best quarterback to have never won a Super Bowl. That is true. <laughs> so, I mean, for him not to even get a, a vote, let me to believe, like, who is actually voting on these things and saying stuff about these things that these guys aren't getting mentioned? So I figured I wanted just to bring it up and, and again, see what you guys kind of 
you guys you guys were thinking if I was if I was off on some of them. No, you're hitting all the nails on the head for sure. Another tight end, um, even though he maybe he'll get like maybe one vote would be Antonio Gates. He was always yeah. a good one for sure. Yeah, like, and, he, and he was in the list I looked at. Like I said, I was I, I couldn't put them all on the list. I, I picked out the ones I kind of was like, okay, yeah. But I mean, you got Antonio Gates. There's other guys out there that Kellen Winslow from the Chargers. And, you know, I mean, you, you could always come up with other guys and stuff like that. But I, I picked out a few. It's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm not going to put everybody out there because we'd be here for hours. Going through this <laughs> right. Stuff, so. That's a whole different show, yeah. Right, exactly. So, but, I mean, it also got me thinking about some of the other sports too, like, you know, basketball, greatest basketball players, centers, you know, forwards, cards, stuff like that. So I may look into a little bit of that stuff and talk about that in another time. But next nice. time, next week, I, or next show, I will do the defense side of the ball. And you guys can, there was, there was, there's a couple of men that I kind of were like, hmm. So I get the impression that Tom Brady is the Roman Reigns of the NFL. You, you kind of hate him, but I mean, he, he did it. Everything, you, you have to respect him, even though you hate him. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I don't want to. Uh, I, I mean, and, and being a Colts fan and being a Peyton Manning fan, obviously Tom Brady to me is like the Antichrist. I hate him, but again, you sit back and you look at the, what he's done. It all he does is win. He's never had a losing season. I think. Well, I think the worst he's finished is eight eight. The only time his team has ever been under five hundred was the year he got hurt and didn't play the whole year. Right. That's the only time his team has finished, I think, below five hundred in his in his career. And we're talking twenty. 26 years now, 25 years, 26 years. I mean, he's, he's Jack, if I'm around 45 or 46 this year. Yeah. 45. And that season he got hurt, he went seven for 11 passing that game. And then he went 10 and six with Matt Castle. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things. And so, you know, you, you may, you may not like, like him right. as a player, but you have to respect what he's done for as long as he's done. Right. And then, Hugh, I know you don't watch uh, football, but believe it or not, like Paul and um, Corbs know this, the guy doesn't even drink coffee. He conditions his body a certain way. He doesn't even touch junk food. Like, he is just like a well-oiled machine. Like like Corbs says, he just wins. It fucking sucks. <laughs> he doesn't sound like much fun. He doesn't. <laughs> Banging Giselle, so. There's that. And he also open mouth kisses his son. Yeah. And his name is Jack, too, which freaked me out. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so Tom Brady open mouth kisses Jack. Yeah. And I don't even have the phone. name of your episode. <laughs> it's too wordy. <laughs> I got to find a way to, to pare it down. So. <laughs> great. Poltergeists and Tom Brady have to be afraid of this weekend. This is going to be a fucking great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, there's a lot of nervous giggling I had for you. <laughs> well, I would be like, this is Jack and I fucking hate my life. <laughs> You you remember Star Wars Celebration? This yeah. is going to be the complete opposite of that. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to great. This beard is going to be all gray by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <clears throat> yeah, join the club. Right. But Corbs, this is a cool list. My friends and I, we always talk about like who's your quarterback, who's your running back. But like, it's interesting you say all these things. Yeah. Hmm. That's all, all right. right. Cool. 
that's that's I like it. Thought provoking, and it carries over to next week's episode. So the sports fan will tune in next week to hear the rest of it. (laughs) Good job, Corbs. I even enjoyed it. Moving on, Jack. You got some questions for us? What's up? Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded in a while, so uh, let's put our thinking caps on and do some riddles. <laughs> riddles? Riddle me, riddle me this, Batman. Exactly. So, oh boy. first Bro. riddle. I know. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? They both get stuck in honey jars. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, no. <laughs> um... They both got stabbed to death by their friends? No. Is that the wrong guy? That was Julius yeah. Caesar. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I got these from my fifth grade um, teacher friend. So I'm like, this is a fifth grade. Ri- these are fifth grade riddles, which are. So awful. I should go get Kylie. Is that what you're telling me? I didn't. I didn't even know these riddles. So yeah, I failed miserably too. So Perfect. if you guys. They're get the- both objects of ire of China's president because people say he looks like them. No, ah, there goes our Chinese audience again, motherfucker. Well, Nancy Pelosi is there right now, so in China, yeah, I thought she was in Taiwan. Oh, and they were like, I mean, like, it's no, all the and same. then she went to South Korea. It's Paul, it's, all, it's not I all the same. It's crap. Hey, there goes our entire Asian audience. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we didn't have one anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna get hashtag, one hashtag right. cancel geek pod. Yeah, <laughs> where can I put that in? Well, the Hashtag answer, stop Asian hate. Yes, the answer is the middle name the. <laughs> oh, son of a. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. All right. How <clears throat> about this one? What belongs to you, but everybody else uses it? Your name. Good job, Paul. <laughs> oh, I was totally guessing on that. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Last one. Until I am measured, I am not known. Yet you will miss me. What am I? So until I am measured, I am not known. You will miss me when um, I have flown. What is it? Your life? No. Nope. I mean, I think we've all measured one thing, and I hope it didn't go away. Size of a Tic Tac, huh? you're being generous (laughs) no idea it's playing hide and seek do you have a guess uh corbs no time so think about it until i am measured i am not known yet you have missed me when i have flown time but paul you got one of the three i didn't get any of these when i first heard these so these are your luck yeah yeah these are compliments of fifth grade. Fifth graders should know. These I just want to say before I said life, I was thinking time. But what I the reason I didn't say it is because you say until I'm measured, I'm not known. But we have measurements of time, we hours, minutes, things like that. So I was like, oh, it must be something you can't measure until it ends. That's why I thought life because you don't yeah. know how long you're going to live. That makes sense. Okay. But brought to you by we're not doing drills after this week again because those were just awful. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fun. It you was like fun. Drill? I like that. That was fun. You should keep it in your back pocket and bring it out whenever you think it's appropriate and hope yeah. that you're right. 
Are we still talking about the like, same? Yeah, like, <laughs> like your penis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Paul? All right. So weekly topic time, boys. What one entertainment event is on your bucket list? For example, a concert, um, something to, uh, to that effect. Um, let's think about that, and we'll go to break, and we'll get your answers. Stick with us, folks. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming to Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities including horror tracks live movie riff, gaming with geeks, haircuts from the demon barber himself, Sweeney Todd, vendors, paranormal investigation groups, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting guests include special FX artist Craig Lindbergh, Scream Queens Genevieve Rossi and Lena Sena, and headline guests include CJ Graham, Richard Masser, David Howard Thornton, Grim from Grimm's Horror Show, Brandon Tennell from Brandon Tennell's Cult Movie Reviews, Peter Gashik, the Sin Masochist, and Cecil Trechenberg of Good Bad Flicks. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.scifihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any last issues with COVID-19. Come join us at the first annual Wellsboro Comic Con, August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Kotz. Check out vendors, the cosplay costume contest, workshops, speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroComicCon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at PopsCultureShop.com. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics.
And that music means we're going to reiterate the weekly topic. What one entertainment event is on your bucket list? Hugh. This is easy. And you probably might have already known this was coming. WrestleMania. And it's going to be in Philadelphia in 2024. Close enough to go. I've already looked. Nosebleed tickets are like 120 um, 123, 130 for this next year's WrestleMania. So I'm guessing it's going to be, I'm just, I don't know if I'd want nosebleed seats, but I mean, even to just be there. For, oh God. And, and, and I was, you, you didn't know that, Paul? I didn't know it was in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. The second I saw that, I'm like, I'm going to bring this up to Paul. We're going to have to take a road trip. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I could go without it, but I've always wanted to go to a WrestleMania and it's not going to come any closer. Right. I mean, New York City, whatever, but I mean, who wants to go to fucking New York City? Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, I swore I'd never go back to Philadelphia again after the Pearl Jam concert, but I would go back for this. It's in Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles home stadium, too. <laughs> He's an Eagles fan, Hugh, if that, that's... The band? The sports, sure. sports balling. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was thinking Hotel California, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's... dude... That's a good one. WrestleMania. Um, come on. Can you say no? Can you say no? Not for that price. I mean, um, maybe we could look, bump it up a little bit to get slightly better seats. Cause this, I mean, this really is like you're up against the back wall of the place as far back as you can go. I mean, the wrestlers are going to be this big, but uh, the, the screens are nice though. <laughs> yeah. But I just, just being able to be at a WrestleMania just once. I mean, I'm sure you still feel the energy. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I mean, with those tickets, you get access to all the other shit that goes on that weekend. Uh, so. I don't know on those ones. They had tickets like that, but I was using this year, this upcoming year's tickets, and those one twenty ones I was looking at. I mean, don't really come with much extra shit at all. Oh, like, but, just, but what, yeah, yeah, it's just a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's not the experience, but we'll, we'll look at it. I mean, I, I'm not going to go in. Time. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to go in for the fifteen thousand dollar grand experience. Um, but you know, I might be willing to to bump up what I'd be willing to pay to uh, for a once in a lifetime experience, and, and that's that's going to be WrestleMania forty, isn't it? Yeah, that's. I think so. Yeah, 40, 40. Because this WrestleMania is in Hollywood this year because they're trying to do the Roman Reigns Rock thing. <laughs> so that would be great. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Um, that that's a really good answer. I like that. Yeah. And you you know what? I can just about guarantee WrestleMania 40, Cody Rhodes is going to be in the main event. Has to be. Possible. It has to be. So. Hate you. I'm sorry. I, I really hate you. Why right do you now? hate me? <laughs> because now you've planted the seed. <laughs> uh, Corbs, how about you? Uh, for me, I got two, actually. First one for me is going to be the World Series. Any World Series or a specific one? Uh, just any World Series. Just to actually, like, like Paul was saying about, or like he was saying about WrestleMania, just being in that atmosphere. Yes. Um, the closest I've come was 1992. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the Atlanta Braves tied 3-3. to Series tied 3-3. to Pirates winning bottom of the ninth. 
and couldn't hold on. My dad had his had dialed the number to the box office in Pittsburgh. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And so he called it, hung up, and had his finger on the redial button, waiting for the ninth out. And then when they lost, that was our one chance to go. I've had, haven't had a chance to go back since. Um, so that would be something that I would really enjoy going to. And it does. And I don't think it even matters. Well, I don't think it would matter who's in the World Series. I don't know if I could sit through a Yankees World Series. I really don't. I feel that. But, again, I mean, I don't know. Just to be at the World Series for me would be um, would be amazing. Just, mm-hmm. just to sit in that atmosphere. I mean, I've been to playoff games, and the atmosphere is fantastic. It's crazy. I think that World Series would be ten times as crazy. Um, the other one for me is going to be uh, golf-related. It's the Masters in Augusta. Yeah, I bring that up because there's a good chance that I actually may be going to the Masters next year. Okay. So my uh, my buddy Justin, he is getting tickets for all four days, and we're going to split them up amongst a, a group of us. So everybody gets a chance to go check out yeah. some of it. Yeah, because you because you can go half a day, you can go for an hour, and then transfer the tickets and give tickets to somebody else. That's then. awesome. So we're going to go half a day. Or I'm gonna go for half a day, probably on Friday. If if I end up going, it's gonna be I go on that Friday in the, in the morning and see you guys tee off in the morning, and then in the afternoon I'll get taken to somebody else and they'll come in. And then so we're gonna go down. We're gonna run a we're gonna run a hotel down there and just spend four or five days in Augusta, Georgia. Sure. Who knows? I might be down there. <laughs> So, you know, that, those are the two places for me, you know. Very cool. Wow. You, yeah, you'll you guys, be down there paying child support, right? That's right. For one <laughs> of the 27, yes. <laughs> uh, wow, you guys are going on a much grander scale than I went with this. But, Jack, go ahead. Oof, uh, these are all good ones. So, let's just stick with the sports related, I guess. And um, I'll go with the Super Bowl. He was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why? No, but uh, the Super Bowl is always – uh, magical because it's so expensive to get a ticket would i pay for one maybe but um it would be nice if you could just be gifted one because like literally um the cheapest super bowl ticket next year i've already looked it up i think it's around like six thousand dollars and they don't even have the. it's ridiculous so um would i like it if my team was in the super bowl yeah that'd be great but like you could see all the the best teams playing from the afc nfc in the super bowl sometimes they could be landslides but like Arguably, like last year was a good game. Um, like when the Eagles won their first Super Bowl against the Patriots, that was a good game. So generally, they're always good games and always there with sponsors. So maybe you can get lucky and sit next to a famous celebrity, and you never know who you're sitting next to. But like those aren't the six thousand dollar tickets, Jack. <laughs> the whole stadium is filled. Though they're bought in advance. These tickets, like yeah. the Super Bowl, sold out like way in advance. Even when they announced the city, the Super Bowl sold out. Like these are scalped. <laughs> years in advance so um i had a family friend that would go to the super bowl every year and like literally um they had a box but like one super bowl like they were in the nosebleeds no joke but they were sitting next to like um a car dealership owner so like like it doesn't matter who's there it's all bought up from sponsors yes the casual fan can go i get that but like 
normally you go and like it's like a big phenomenon because like they have the interviews they have all those things. it's like a big party now the super bowl like it's mm-hmm. not just a game like that is also a weekend long thing now yeah it's a weekend long thing yeah like the week leading up to it they interview all the players they um interview the super bowl halftime show they do the who's singing the national anthem it's like it's a week it's like it's like a party it's like when it was in philadelphia no no what was it not philadelphia um, I forget where it was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I forgot what city it was in. Corbs, do you remember Super Bowl 52, where they were? And no, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Actually, I do remember. Uh, but yeah, it was like um, my cousin actually went because um, his company bought tickets. Nice. And literally the seats that he was in, these are no joke, $20,000 a seat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Yes, but like that would be a fun thing to do. Um, WrestleMania is a little bit more realistic. The Masters World Series would be nice, but... I guess the Super Bowl, like if you would be kind of like a nice bucket list uh, that I would like to see. Nice, and you know what? It's probably a pretty safe bet that if you get to go to the Super Bowl, you're gonna see Tom Brady. Fuck that! <laughs> you just killed my dreams. You di- yeah, watch his son would be playing. I just football. ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. All right, yeah. well, mine is way more attainable. I think. Um, I just want to see Tool in concert. They are like the last Dude, band. look in a mirror and sing. I can't sing. That's the problem. <laughs> They're the last band on my like list of like, these are the, well, next to last. I also want to see Weezer, but that's easily attainable. They were just here a couple years ago. Yeah, that was um, a good show. But they are, they are one, they are basically the last big name band that I, I would like to see in concert before I get too old to go to concerts. You said Tool, right? Yes. I saw them when they were here. Awesome. I, I didn't get the opportunity. I don't remember, remember much of the concert. I'm shocked. I went with uh, an ex-girlfriend. She got tickets, and I uh, I kind of don't remember. might have had too much to drink before I got there. I'm shocked. It's a pretty safe bet. You probably only saw them do, like, three songs with, you know, as long as their songs are. Thank so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I was actually sleeping in my – I was actually passed out in the seat. Just – <laughs> yeah, hey, we're like, what the fuck is this music? By by the way, uh, we broke up like a couple days later because she was still pissed that she had to leave the concert early. But you went to see a Tool concert. <laughs> I was there, right? You were there. <laughs> I, I, I until I until I was with that girl, I had never listened to Tool, and now I listen to Tool all the time. But it's fantastic, man. And if they came back, I would love to go see them. They were they were just in Buffalo in February, and we missed it. Damn it. And they probably won't tour again for a few years since, you know, Keenan's got like 27 other bands and a winery to deal with. So, But yeah, that that's that's the one for me. So, well, Speaking of concerts, I just went and saw Fluffy on Friday. Yes, we, we saw that. that was, how was that? Was it a good time? Oh, it was a fantastic show. Outstanding. Yeah, he, he put on a good show. He actually um, stayed on stage about a half hour after. Nice. He's a lot of time. Like he, even he said, he goes, my contract is up. I was over by like nine minutes. He goes, but I'm going to hang out on stage and we're going to take some questions from the audience. Oh, cool. And he, he was basically like, if you want to leave, <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to go. <laughs> he says, I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to talk some shit. <laughs> and he goes, nice. I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> so he went over and picked up his water bottle and drank it. He goes, I need something different. He walked to the side of the stage <laughs> and rolled out a cooler. Nice. So, Heck. <laughs> and he, put, he opened up the cooler. First thing he pulled out was a bottle of Gatorade. 
you drank a little bit of that. He goes, need to have the electrolytes. <laughs> he pulled out a red solo cup and a fresh bottle of tequila. Oh boy. Not even open. Non-opened bottle that he had just gotten. He actually had something in the audience open up for him and then he poured three quarters of that red solo cup full of tequila. Wow. And proceeded to walk around stage and drink. Jesus. That is a lot of tequila. That's his drink of choice. Nice. He drinks. Who who is this? I didn't. Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, the fluffy guy, right? Yeah, yes. fluffy. Yep. So, That's cool. Now we know why he's fluffy. <laughs> right. And actually, he's lost weight. He lost uh, it's about 110 pounds. He looks good. <laughs> he does. The one, the one thing, and you guys may remember, what's the one thing that you, if you think of Gabriel Iglesias, what's the one thing you think? Fluffy. When yeah, he comes on stage, he just goes erratic. He's just what's erratic. he always wearing when he comes on stage? Oh, the Hawaiian shirts, right? Hawaiian shirts. He did not have a Hawaiian shirt on when he showed up. Did you ask really? for a refund? He he explained why he didn't have the Hawaiian shirt on. He can't fit in them anymore. No, he was at the uh, steakhouse in Turningstone. Oh God! <laughs> Spill on it. He had he had he had it on, but it was the shirt that was like tight. So he said he actually ate so much that he could not breathe and his Hawaiian shirt had to take off. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. That's great. Uh, he literally ate. <laughs> he was full at, from eating at the, the steakhouse. Nice. Yeah, that would have oh, yeah, been kind of funny if he came on stage with a Hawaiian shirt like a, in a hanger. He's like, here's my <laughs> shirt that I was going to wear for you guys tonight. I was, I was supposed to wear this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to have the meat sweats going on. Nice. <laughs> So, yeah, they, fantastic show, though. I would go back and see him again. So, perfect. If he, if he came back to the Turning Stone, I would definitely get tickets to go and see him. So, awesome. You know, Paul, I'm missing two of my bucket list bands to go to this convention with you guys. Which bands is that? Are that Break, Breaking Benjamin and Alice in Chains, both playing oh. at the Lakeview Amphitheater this Saturday? But. It's not really Alice in Chains. It's as close as you can I get. I mean, yeah, there's not much you can do about it if the man's dead. Yeah. 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 And it's but. not like they fired him. He died of a drug overdose. Yes. It was his own fault. And then so found I don't him hold it him. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think it is Alice in Chains because you know what? After hearing them Cantrell. afterwards, that voice, that sound is all Jerry Cantrell. And that motherfucker is singing, creating that sound while playing some of the best lead guitar in yeah. the fucking world. Yeah. Holy shit. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they sound enough like them. And, and you know, it was, it was his solo album. I heard his solo album where it was just him. And I was like, holy shit, he's the reason Alice in Chains is so good. Lane Staley was just a junkie. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I might get some shit. With a killer album. voice, but... Yeah, yeah, but that you was, know, yeah. the guitarist also has a killer voice. This is not that's not a false statement. <sighs> All right. I think you'll get a chance to see them again. Maybe. Especially Breaking Ben. They they tour a lot. They're a good band in concert. They're really good. So I wish they used... stopped touring and record some fucking records. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if if we're done with the weekly topic, guys, what are you watching? I gotta pull up my list. Okay. Fuck, I closed my list. Somebody else. I can start. Um, Go for it. Because we've been doing a lot of traveling lately to see all my illegitimate children. Um, I've I've been taking in some some films uh, on on the on the flights. 
And if you guys will remember, I, I was not impressed with my choice when I came back from Florida from vacation. Jack, you weren't around for that one. On the flight, I watched The Green Knight, and I was wholly unimpressed with that movie. Uh, um, I would just like to say that my track record still stands. Um, on the flights, I, I, I had the pleasure of taking in both Morbius and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I figured it might be okay watching quasi-Marvel movies. Oh, stop. They well, were that bad. fine. They were not fine. They were not. And I even went in with low expectations because I did not heard good things. The best part of both of those movies was the end of Let There Be Carnage when Woody Harrelson starts to spout off his his monologue and, and Venom says, fuck this guy and bites his head off. I laughed my ass off at three o'clock in the morning then. That was fucking great. Um... <laughs> I did like that part. And Venom was better than Morbius, but it was still disappointing after how good the first Venom was. But those are those are my two things I've gotten to watch. I thought they were okay. I mean, they weren't going to win awards. They weren't as good no. as other stuff. But they aren't as bad as the superhero movies we used to get. This is true. But I mean, we've become so used to how good the MCU is that now we get those. Like you said, and these would have been probably considered really good superhero movies back then. Yeah, back in the 90s. Yes. But I was just unimpressed. I'm not as jaded as you. I can enjoy it for what it is. Morbius, I just I had a hard time with. I don't I don't know why, but I had a really hard time with that one. Do you so. have like a, a grudge against Jared Leto? No. Like, I was even okay with, like, his take on the Joker. And I know that's kind of blasphemy being a comic book guy. but Well, I will give you this. They are forced to make both of those movies without the character that they were introduced with. So that's, that, that's a challenge to begin with. No story they wrote was going to make the comic fans happy because we're reading the comics and they're Spider-Man comics and Spider-Man can't be in these fucking movies. So Right. It was kind of doomed from the start. That's um, I true. went in. I went in saying, "Let it be its own thing." Um, I, I did like the post credit scene in Morbius. Which was that? I forget. Him meeting up with uh, the Vulture. Oh, Michael yep, Ke- yep. That was cool. It's just a shame that it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So. Well, but you know the the weird thing about that is I saw that post credit scene and I'm like, this doesn't really make sense to me. Um. I, I, I don't understand. It was almost like, hey, we need a post-credit scene. Okay, let's let's use Michael Keaton. Right. Like, like there, nothing in the movie led me to think those two would be meeting up, at least not yet. Right. And, and it was kind of shoehorned in with the whole multiverse thing. Yeah. Like, he got dumped there. And then the post-credit with Venom, where they did the multiverse thing and completely undid it just yeah. as quickly. Yeah. But... Yeah, I I didn't hate either movie like I hated the Green Knight, but I was just unimpressed with them. So, <laughs> so moving on, who wants to go next? Um, all right, I'll go. So, um, basically, um, sticking with sports, I don't know why. Like, like we haven't filmed in a while, but like I wanted to say this a couple weeks ago, but 
uh, training camp started for football, which was really cool. So watching that stuff, um, because like, it's a big season, um, like being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I'm really enjoying like the training camp and corpse can relate to this a little bit. It's kind of cool seeing like position battles, scrimmages, seeing like who can win each position and all that stuff. See who is going to emerge as like leaders. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, like they were like um, flew under the radar last year, which is pretty cool. Um, they had a lot of key free agency signings, which are really cool. Um, I was really impressed. They uh, re um, signed a wide, they traded for a wide receiver that's like a number one, which is really cool. And uh, but they they have to all come together, like it all rests on the quarterback again because quarterback is the biggest position in football. So they have a quarterback um, that's going into his third year, and we'll see what he can do. And uh, I just am really excited to see what they can do um, if they can come all as a team. But I'm going to go on a limb and say they're going to finish 11 and six this year is going to be their record. They're going to win the NFC East. Jalen Hurts will definitely be the starting quarterback going forward. And that's my prediction. And I know you guys all don't watch football as much, so I'll keep it shorter. But um, seeing all these like key things, seeing them like talk on these um, interviews at the end, they're doing all the right things and all that. So it's really going to be an interesting season for um, them this year. So I'm very impressed to see what they can do. All right, I uh, found my notes. So, first, first of all, Prey was fucking awesome. Watch it if you have. That's what I hear. Haven't yeah. gotten to check that one out yet. Also, also on Hulu, I believe. Um, Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead second episode came out yesterday. It is fucking great. It is a a not a reboot. It's we're we're just start we're we're just starting as if nothing ever happened, and they're right back where they were, except. Uh, they still do some music videos, but they're also doing like social media videos and things like that. Uh, but it, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. And what's funny is back when it came out, you know, there were parents groups going, oh, we hate this. It's of the devil. Now it, it's kind of fucking tame compared to what we think is of the devil now. Um, and it's hilarious and it's okay to laugh at the shit. And you know what? It's exactly like it was before. They, I mean, other than updating what they watch and talk about because we're in a different world now, the actual story segments, it, it's like they didn't miss a beat, and it's fucking hilarious. If you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead, you're going to love this. It's it's exactly what you used to watch. Not, not really updated except for the media. Uh, the other nice. thing I have to bring up is uh, Netflix adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. It is fucking amazing it is my pick for the best show of the year i would not be surprised if it won a ton of awards uh specifically and especially uh episode six uh i i'm just flabbergasted what what really blew my mind is when we get these these uh 10 episode series that come out these sort of limited series or whatever we expected to tell one 10 episode story that would lead into another season that's kind of what we get sandman doesn't do that oh. there, there there is a bigger overarching story that you get a little bit in a time, but it's kind of broken up into like, you know, three episode segments and a four episode segment. This is just like the comic book. The comic was, you know, several issue arcs. And the series kind of does that. There is something overarching, but like in the, the first episode and second episode, you know, the person that they're, if, if someone doesn't know the story, they think they're setting them up to be the big bad. They're not. Nice. In fact, there isn't, necessarily a big bad for this season there's several that come and go and, and stuff uh it was just really neat to see that because they, they didn't force themselves to to stretch a story out for 10 episodes they did it the way the comics did it 
So That's when I awesome. say they're, yeah, when they're holding close to the source material, they really are. Because even though Sandman, you know, the comic is brilliant, it still had to follow the same kind of uh, form that comics did at the time, which is you told stories in three, four, five issue arcs, and then you kind of move on. Uh, can't say enough good things about it. Sandman is fucking brilliant. Stop whatever you're doing right now and binge the entire thing. Uh, you won't be sorry. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to starting it. Um, hopefully soon. Not like my the rest of my list with you know everything on it from Supernatural to the Mayans and all this other stuff. So, Corbs, what are you watching? I finished the Terminal List, which was fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna wait till Kev is back, so because I know he finished watching it too. So, um, but it's great. It's a great show. So that's, that was when I was watching, and I started watching The Boys. So, <laughs> I only got about uh, I think three or four episodes through the first season, so I haven't. That was like last week I was watching, so I haven't had a chance to continue on with it. So, but nice. That's about it for me. Yeah, like I said, the only thing that I've gotten to watch are what we're on the plane, and wrestling. Up until tonight, I was caught up on AEW. Fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go you're, you're gonna text me later tomorrow after you watch it and go you're right you know for our, right. for our audience that doesn't know after our last break uh you know paul said hey we'll take five minutes we come back and for about 10 minutes we sat here while corbs apparently went and watched the end of <laughs> AEW dynamite i thought you were taking a poo <laughs> yeah so i was like like no, no i was watching wrestling <laughs> what what Maybe he was taking a poo watching wrestling too with the door open, watching all that. But tough to take a poo and watch wrestling at my apartment because there's no TV. Oh, yeah. Um, in Corbs's defense on that one, usually when I say I'll be back in five minutes, it's usually 20 minutes. So, yeah. So, So we need to start. I mean, I was, I waited, I was figuring five minutes plus an extra five minutes, 10 minutes. You came back early. You didn't tell me you were coming back. He early. was back in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not. It's because there's a different dynamic in the house this week. So, all right, but uh, that really about does it. I think. I just want to say, I fucking hate iPhones. I hate them. I hate them. I fucking hate them. That's why I got an Android. I thought you used an Android. I do use an Android. So for Avery's 11th birthday at the end of the month, we broke down, decided it's time for her to have a phone. She's all iPhone this, iPhone that. And I didn't get iPhones for my other kids. I made them carry Androids. But I just, I give up. I'm like, fuck, fine. You know, I'll get her what she wants. It's going to be the happiest day of her fucking life. Seriously. Right. Um, so I get bought a used iPhone XR, been getting it set up, working on it today. Here's the thing. There are all these great parental features so you can, you know, control this and limit that and all this stuff if you own another Apple device. If you don't, it's some of the stuff can be done, but it is so ridiculously hard. I have like three different Apple programs installed on my PC right now to access her phone. And, so none of them seem, and none of them seem to do what I'm trying to do. I, I, I swear it. It literally is. They're saying trying to just get the kids into it and then force the parents into carrying an iPhone. 
fuck you, Apple. Fuck you hard with a chainsaw. No, no, no. Actually, let me change that. Fuck you with the dick left on Steve Jobs' corpse. Okay. Doesn't that give you monkeypox? Probably. Yeah. 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 I just, I, I, I understand they want to pull people in, but there's some people that just aren't going to. You know what this is going to result in? My kid is going to have a less secure and safe phone experience because I can't do those things. Even, I mean, I have an Apple ID. I have iTunes. I have all that stuff. Uh, I should be able to do use these things, these security things that keep our kids safe. I think this is fucked up. I understand them not wanting iMessage to work with Android text messages a little bit, but um, this just seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You gotta love it. No, no, I don't. I don't gotta love it. You don't have to I don't love gotta it. love anything. You can't make me love Apple, Paul. What the fuck? You tried to make me love Android when my my iPhone died. It's not week. my fault that you're still wrong. I mean, Seriously? I'm not wrong. Maybe wrong. some maybe someday you'll grow up and carry a real phone. No, I tried. Then, and that was the worst okay. week of my life with that one you loaned me. I was just like, I don't know how to use this fucking thing. <laughs> but see, I'm like you. Guy, my guys, guys I golf with all have iPhones. Like, you need to get an iPhone. I'm like, why do I want to? Why do I want a piece of shit? <laughs> like, iPhone's better. I'm like, no, it's not. Not even close. I'm did sorry. you guys? I, did you guys start off with Androids though? I started off with an iPhone. Did you? And you switched yes. over. Nice. I went from a Samsung Windows phone to an iPhone three, and then I went to Android. Gotcha. And yeah, I just. I, I know people that have had Androids went to iPhones. The iPhone is for people that don't know how to use their phone. Sorry, guys. Wait, I got to go this way. Sorry, guys. At least on my screen. <laughs> uh, I, I know, but th- that's what it is. I, I know how to use my phone. I don't need to have my hand out. And I hate it. I mean, I'm setting this thing up and every single part of it, they're trying to like hold your fucking. I'm like, no, just get me the fucking settings. What the fuck? Just let me do this. I know how to do this. <laughs> No, it's it's what I've always known. That's what I started off with for my very first smartphone. That's what I'm comfortable with. I honestly have nothing against Android phones. It's just that's that's my preference at this point because what I'm used to. So let's just go back to the '80s brick phones. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. not. I don't want cancer. Okay, no. <laughs> but I want the popcorn. <laughs> you uh, can take the antennas and make. Yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> so, and I just want to say, um, rest in peace. Olivia Newton-John died this week. Yes. Ben Scully died this week. Voice of the Dodgers. Yep. And Bill Russell. Yes. And Michelle Nichols died last week. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And we Dave Pollock died too, a famous um, Pulitzer um, writer. Yeah. Oh, a historian. Right? Yeah, a historian. historian. Yeah, I actually posted a, uh, a story about him in, the, in our transcript library. Nice. He's a very good writer. He's done some of my favorite yeah, books. Yeah, he, he did uh, the um, author of the uh, biographies of uh, Truman and somebody else. Two presidents. John Adams. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Look at you. History and shit. All right. I think uh, that about does it, right, guys? Yeah. Is it time to drop nuggets? I think it is. <clears throat> In the immortal words of Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. So, do the thing that makes you happy. Play the video game. Watch the cartoons with your kids. Go to the concert. Live a life worth remembering. Good night, everybody, and Megamite me, bitches. Is this our last episode or something? Come join us at the first annual Wells Bureau Comic Con. 
August 13th and 14th, where you'll find classic comic creativity wrapped in retro rural charm. This multi-venue town festival will have fun for the whole family. Meet special guests like Roy Thomas, co-creator of Wolverine, Ghost Rider, The Vision, Ultron, and more. Regina Conroy, artist for Disney and storyboards for this summer's movie, Oz of Fury. DC and Marvel artist, Koi Pham. Video and fantasy artist, Dean Kotz. Check out vendors, the cosplay costume contest, workshops, speakers, gaming, crafts, and much more. Act now and purchase one of the first 2,000 tickets and receive a swag bag, including a free autograph from Roy Thomas, a limited edition t-shirt and enamel pin, and a copy of X-Men Legends number one, featuring a brand new Wolverine tale by Roy Thomas himself. Are you a vendor or artist that would like to participate? Reach out to us now. Spaces are still available, but very limited. For more information, check out wellsboroughcomiccon.com or visit Pops Culture Shop online at popscultureshop.com. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.